My name is Claudia Pribola, the Chief Operating Officer at the New Jersey Elder Law Center at Goldberg Law Group. In my role as COO, I am confronted daily with families in need, in need of attention, resources, and a plan. These families all have one thing in common, and they may not even know it. They all seek the one thing that their senior members can provide them, and that all parents might provide their children and grandchildren. They're looking to maintain their legacy. My name is Clelia Pergola, and I am here to focus on your legacy. Debbie Walpov, founder and CEO of Merck's Payments, has spent the past decade with business owners and finance executives as a woman entrepreneur and a mom. I am constantly challenged with this concept of, of balance, right? Which I don't think that there is balance in life. I think that's a faux pas. You're never going to have balance. Something, someone's going to need you at one point and you're going to be totally focused on that. Like I left work early three days this week and I never leave work early. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just totally letting go. Like what's going on? But I have connected with Gino so much this week because I'm bringing him to his, you know, extracurricular activities. So the, the question that I have is how growing up with your, with your children, how did you find quote unquote balance with the work and mom? And, and did you feel, did you feel guilty about it? And when did you stop feeling guilty? Well, I think it was Claudia Pergola who brought us Betty Lou. And when she spoke, it was definitely an aha moment. There's no such thing as balance. And we know from from, uh, multitasking that it's so inefficient, right? You're emailing, phone call, wait, I got to go back to the email. Where'd I leave off? Same thing with parenting and working. I had uh, a big job when my kids were little. I did take some time off and become a stay-at-home mom, but then I I had two small businesses and I was an overachiever in my running and triathloning. And then I scaled it back. And when my kids were in high school, I started this new career. And I not saying that I achieve balance, that we ever achieve balance, because I think when you're working mom, you're a jack of all trades and you feel all the time that you're not succeeding or not getting an A in any area, you know, go back into school, you know, I'm not getting an A cooking, an A in cleaning, an A in my job, but- You have an A in cleaning, you have knee pads. Uh, I have knee pads, I have knee pads. And I discovered an area in my bathroom that I'm gonna get to next, anyway. Keeps <laughs> me up at night. But you know, it it's about when you're doing that task and it is so hard. And I do meditate on this and I do do yoga on this and trying to be as focused as I can and present as I can in that moment. And so there is no such thing as balance of life. There is no, but 
in the moment when you have to, to achieve, even this week, we were only five girls at Habitat for Humanity Women Build Day. We wound up leaving an hour and a half early because we had gotten our tasks done. We were efficient. They were blown away by how quickly and efficiently we worked. We had to pick up linoleum floors in these disgusting old bathrooms, but we just powered through and got it done. And there was no, oh, well, can we take a break? And can we take a break? And then they wanted to take lunch and we're like, we don't need lunch. Let's go power through so we can leave early. And they're like, no, we have to take a lunch break. I'm like, okay, we'll take lunch break, which is, which is sometimes a reminder. Which is balance. Yes, which is valid. Sometimes you do need to do that. But it's being um, present and efficient when you're in that task. And with you and Gino, right now Gino needs you and he needs to find his thing that he's good at. So yeah. So it's it's you're you're setting the foundation for him to feel confident once he finds his activity that that he identifies with. And so that's really important. And I know you might be leaving work early, but I have a funny feeling later on you're getting to the work and early morning you're getting to the work. So you might be a little guilty at that moment because you're leaving, but that work isn't going undone. It will get finished. It's it's so, it's so true. And Casey Gosell, a, a good friend of ours, gave me a book, Perfect, uh, Present Not Perfect. And I think that kind of speaks to it is when the first time that I dropped him off at uh, Ninja Zone, <laughs> I, can you imagine what they come up with? So he, instead of me watching him, I was up there with a puppy in my bag and trying to answer my emails. And I realized that's just not efficient. Because every time he looked at me, he realized I was on the phone. And then I pretended not to be on the phone. So and then the next time I wanted to leave the dog in the car, but I Googled and they said that I shouldn't leave the dog in the car for for, um, on a hot day over 80 degrees. So I was like, okay, that's not happening. (laughs) So I decided to stay outside. So the next time I left the dog home and I left my phone in my purse. So. It is a work in progress and I hope that, and he is gonna, I know that he's gonna remember all the times I wasn't on the phone because I was always there, whether I was on the phone. My mother, a single mom, she went to school part-time at nighttime to get her, just her bachelor's. And she came to my gate, all my games and she was always had papers she was always studying. She was doing work. I would go to work with her on Saturday and Sunday at the hospital, like doing the billing. And she would give me tasks to highlight and, and take some, I don't even know what they're called. Those in the nineties, the paper that had the holes on the oh, side. The hole punchers? Had, the hole no, punchers. And then you had a fasteners, no, the fasteners. Oh, the round. No, the, they, they had little holes on the side and to put it, you had to put it in the printer and align it. And then it would go through the printer and it had like three sheets. And then you would, it, 
and then you would have to rip and then you'd have to rip off the side and she'd give me those things and but those I that's what I remember I remember my mom being a hard worker I remember her trying to include me and her always being there I don't remember her saying well work is more important than you or I need to do other things and you so I think we we have to we as an I and I'm sure other moms need to get out of our own head and just be happy that we are trying to juggle it all and our kids will see how hard we're working and how much we care absolutely so I I had a rule especially when Jason had a very wonderful high school soccer career. I didn't answer my phone from four to six. I actually would get so nervous. I couldn't even eat lunch those, those days. Cause he was goalkeeper. So, you know, I was Ooh. on the sidelines and it was game day for me too, <laughs> but that was the only time I didn't answer my phone. Other times the kids made fun of me, you know, oh, you do this credit card emergency. Yeah, it's a credit card emergency. And right now you're grown kids or almost grown kids. You could feed yourself. I need to take care of this. But at certain points, that was it. They had they, my full attention. And it's funny because when you ask my husband, about his basketball career. He'll tell you his father was always there and his father probably was always there. So Jeff, even though his father worked a lot, Jeff rearranged his travel schedule during Jason's soccer season. Wow. He was at, I think almost every game, especially junior and senior year. So for kids first, of course, work is so important our kids couldn't do what they do without it but there there are ways of managing it and trying to say i'm perfect is not perfect we are imperfect perfect selves these conversations i always find listening to people like you are so important because you truly have a secret and it's funny when you find out, and I know you roll your eyes, but <laughs> secret <laughs> during the couple minutes that you spend a day centering yourself, I encourage all successful women, because I think women don't reflect on the positives about themselves as much sure. as they should, is you have an amazing life and you affect so many people in a positive way. Your children are amazing individuals. You're there for your parents. You're there right now for your mom and your husband. You're juggling it all. And your stories are so important. And I don't think that people value the stories of what they're currently living definitely and definitely of the, of the past. It's kind of, it's, it's. I think you get looked. Yeah. Well, I think you get caught up on that hamster wheel. You know, I got to hurry it up and do this because I got to hurry it up and do that. And I got to hurry up and then do that. Oh, and I forgot to do that. And 
you know, we all are subject to that, that hamster wheel of life. And it's, and, and they, and we act like the stories from the past and the present are just a matter of fact, like it just is what it is. And it's not, it's, you know, to not make the mistakes in the future, you have to reflect on the past and the suffering that we go through, right? You and women in business spoke about this all the time. It's not the mistakes that we made. It's about how we got us. And so it's okay to talk about the mistakes that we made and the suffering and, and all the bad things that happen, but it's important that we don't stay there. And again, that's, telling the stories. And I do, I do think that you are one of these people that have, have the secret. And I know that you're still evolving and you may not feel that way, but Debbie, I can't tell you how much you affect in my life. And I can tell you that I thank your parents for that because they obviously, uh, whether they know it or not, have affected who you are in such a positive way. And therefore you have affected so many people. So thank you for that. Well, and, and since you're bringing that up, I have to also thank you and Eric and the team because you were there before my dad got sick, while my dad was suffering. You helped my mother through the caregivers group too. And then afterwards, so what you do is so valuable and so important because it's our legacy. And we have to make sure that we give our parents at the end what they gave to us at the beginning. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for making that such a focus. You've dedicated your life to that. And it's incredible. It's incredible you and your team, but all the outreach you do and your, your support groups. And, and it's, it's old world thinking in the new world. That's my grandparents coming through. <laughs> thank, thank you. And I, that, that's, it means a lot to me. That's, that's, that is my mission and my passion in life. And I'm so glad that uh, you and other people see that. Yes. So before we go, I want to ask you, is there anything that you want to pass on to your children that you've learned in life that you hope that they can learn? You know, I, you only want the best for your kids. you only want easiest, most um, direct route to happiness and success, but there are bumps along the way, right? And hopefully I prepared them for that ride and for, for, for those downturns and for those failures and learn how to lift yourself up and call on other people what you, my parents gave me so much, my husband, my friends, and my community. My kids see that. They see how we surround ourselves by like-minded individuals, and we enjoy spending time with those type of people. And so hopefully my kids will learn from our experiences 
and see that, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow requires going up and then down. And there are twists and turns, but life is inherently good and people are inherently good. And if we don't learn from history, that's, that's like why we always wind up in conflicts, wars. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from our elders. Learn from our network of people and use them and that information to propel us forward together. Debbie, I love you through and through, <laughs> inside and out. Is there anything that we didn't cover today that you want to let our listeners know? No, no. You know, my parents were products from their parents and they were immigrants. And there were so many lessons learned by their struggles, right? They had more struggles. And with each, hopefully, generation, we have less struggles. But that being said, we just came out of a global pandemic. Who who foresaw it? So it's, it's just keeping true to your values, your heart, your soul. And, and we're all in this together. So it's more important to join together than to individually go forward and, and just do the right things along the way. So I definitely have to have you back because I definitely have more questions. <laughs> but one thing that we didn't tell the audience is tell them about the story that your father wrote and yes. just tell them a little bit about that and how it sure. made you feel. So I would highly recommend this for any aging parent. My, when my oldest went to college, her freshman year, my parents flew out with us to go to the University of Indiana. And my father was older at the time. I'm, he was 11, was 11 years older than my mom. And so things were starting to break down. And when he got back from that trip, he decided to write his unabridged life story by himself because he didn't want his grandkids to always think of him as an old fart. He wanted them to know he had a life before them and that it wasn't always easy, but he made the best of his circumstances and he pulled himself up and he was a huge success. So he wrote two stories, one, the life story of Lester Rubenfeld, and then the other, there was a, a two-year period when he was in the Korean War and he has so many tales from his days in the Korean War. And he put it pen to paper, actually computer. He wrote it on a computer and he printed it out. And when he was gone, it was, it's such a blessing because these stories would have died with him and now they live on and those lessons live with us. So thank you for reminding me. I mean, that's what brought me here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it. I have it. Thank you for sharing it with me. Thank you for being here today. Debbie, 
please tell everyone where they can find you if they have any questions or if maybe they're going through something that you can help them with, whether it be being a mom, an entrepreneur, needing credit card processing, where can they reach you? Oh, well, that's easy. I'm on LinkedIn. I have some social media, but always dwalpaw at mercspayments.com. Merck's M-E-R-X-P-A-Y-M-E-N-T-S. That's also my website. And my business number is also my cell phone number. You can call, you can text, you can email. Reach out 201-538-6014. I love connecting and I love um, making a difference. So however I can help, please connect with me. And Claudia, thank you so much for giving me another reason to get all dressed up today. (laughs) Debbie Walpom, founder and CEO of Merck's Payments, mother, wife, daughter, the list goes on and on. Thank you. But most importantly, thank you for being my friend. Oh, I love you. I treasure this. Thank you.